very good afternoon. It is Niall Boylan with you for the next hour or so. And I have to say, it is the story that just keeps giving and giving and giving. This is, of course, Orti is in crisis. Dee Forbes has now resigned, even though she was suspended on Wednesday. She has now resigned. In a statement today... She said uh, that she engaged with and consistently cooperated with the process directed towards answering questions surrounding Ryan Turbody. As Director General, I am a person ultimately accountable for what happens within the organisation and I take that responsibility very seriously, she said. She also said that she felt the RTE board had not treated her with anything approaching the levels of fairness, equity and respect for anyone uh, should expect as an employee, a colleague or a person. So she's not a little bit happy. Well, a lot of people are saying that she's not going to turn up before the Oireachtas Committee on Wednesday, of course, uh, because, as you know, Orti have been called before the Oireachtas Committee to explain exactly what went on. Now, in case you've been locked away or in a cupboard for the last four or five days, um, it basically comes as Orti have apologised and Ryan Turbity for his part in the fact that he received payments totalling €345,000, more than his published salary between 2017 and 2022. The question we're asking today, have you lost trust in Orti? A lot of people believe they have and feel they have. They feel let down, disappointed, disgusted and upset with these overpayments when the rest of us, of course, during COVID, we're all doing it, as they say, we're in this together. And uh, we will play a little clip in a few minutes' time in that. Uh, joining me, by the way, is uh, Terry Prone, communications expert and also Padder Tobin, leader of Vain2. Good afternoon to you, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Um, look, it's a very interesting time. Um, I'll go to you first, Terry. Of course, you were more upset because you wrote in the Irish Examiner this morning very sternly about the interview with Dave McCullough on 6-1 News. And I myself would be thinking, what would it be like to interview my own boss as he sat there, as you said, the cardigan man in a cardigan, referring to him constantly as David, David, David. Do you think it was an embarrassing interview? I don't think it was effective. I'm sure the new assistant director general wanted to try and recover some ground to recreate some trust. I'm not sure that actually happened. But let's be clear. The point that I was making was, isn't it astonishing that the board of OT would not have gone through some kind of crisis management training, some kind of media training, so that all of the people that had had to put out in this sort of situation were super competent. They didn't do that. And that's one of the things that they're going to have to do in future. I mean, RT have been sitting on this probably for a number of months now. Do you think it's more than a coincidence that they waited till the Late Late Show was finished, till D Forbes was about to step down anyway? Do you think that's more of a coincidence or do you think they brought it to the public attention as soon as they were aware of it? I have no grounds on which to speculate on that one, Niall. In relation to what should happen next with Ryan Tuberty, of course, uh, Ryan Tuberty brought out his first statement. You didn't accept that because you said it was pocked with ill-judged actions. His initial statement, of course, said this was a matter for RTE. As a communications expert, uh, would you have advised him to put out that statement initially at the very start? Or is that a wise move or should you just wait? You should just wait until you're absolutely clear because... Either Ryan chose not to pay attention to what he was being accused of, or he was under such pressure to put out a statement, as people in the middle of a crisis often are, that he didn't actually register what was the central accusation. Let's be clear. The central accusation is that a man 
who publicly said that he was up for taking pay cuts because of the times that we were in, was actually over a five-year period getting payments under the table that were never revealed either to his colleagues who were taking brutal pay cuts or to the general public. And he talked of it as if it was an accounting error on the part of RTE. That was a grave mistake because it didn't actually address the question, which was, Ryan, you said you were taking a pay cut. Oh, so you only took part of a pay cut and then you got sneaky money back. Should you have? It doesn't wash well with the public. And actually, I have a clip of Ryan. I'll go to that first if I can. A clip of Ryan Turberty when he was on the Late Late Show. And I suppose this is what people will remember. Because, of course, you mentioned there was a crisis. There was two crises, essentially. Because there was the crisis of the RTE uh, losses, which D4 was, was set to try and resolve those losses with pay cuts initially going back towards 2016, 17, 18, 19, up to 20. And then, of course, you had COVID-19, where most independent broadcasters, including myself, took a pay cut as well. And what people will remember, sadly for Ryan, is moments like this and where he spoke on The Late Late Show. Night, when our children are without schools and colleges, our sports stadiums lie empty, our concert halls are silent, and tens of thousands of you have lost your jobs, and many more are living in terror of becoming unemployed in the coming weeks as our economy comes under increasing strain. And I also know that many of you watching tonight have lost your incomes, you've lost your routines and your security and all has changed utterly. But we surrender to self-isolation together and we will share the emotional burden together. And when this is over, we will celebrate together and together we will lift each other back up. But for now, there's only one right thing to do. Obey the simple rules. Together. Uh, Padre, just coming to you, everything there was about together, although he didn't mention sharing the financial loss together, the emotional loss and everything else together. We were all of this together, but it seems at that particular point in time, although publicly he got a pay cut uh, for COVID and for the financial crisis or he were currently in at that time, um, it was being made up otherwise. So he didn't really take a cut. Yeah, it's, it's funny. When this whole story broke, for me, there was that sense of, that nearly that kind of experience that the country had during the Charlie Hockey years, that Fianna Fáil kind of years, uh, where there was, you know, literally a, a public face that we were supposed to trust and respect, uh, telling us to, you know, tighten our, our belts while at the same time living life uh, a, a exceptionally large. Yeah. And, you know, it, it those two uh, actions are, are very, very close to each other in terms of the hypocrisy uh, that's at the centre of that, uh, that small speech that you've you've just broadcast uh by mm. ryan and that's you know that the, the people the small people are expected to 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 get keep their heads down they're expected to financially suffer they're expected to close their businesses they're expected to lay off individuals uh, while behind the scenes and um, people who were in power with enormous influence you know are expected to keep their money and have secret side deals so there's a hypocrisy at, at, the, at the very center of that and what it's done, if you like, it's, it, it has shredded the reputation, I think, of uh, Ryan. It's shredded the reputation uh, of RTE, especially from the top. You know, there are many fine journalists in RTE. Well, right, now, to, to are, clarify, Ryan has said that he's done nothing wrong and everything was accountable and through his agent and all his taxes are paid. And I have no doubt that is the case. The argument is, of course, you know, 
did he know this wasn't on the public record? Now, of course, we all know because I talk about it on the radio all the time. So the newspapers every year print, of course, the salaries of all the presenters, the top 10, of course, on RTE, so we can all give out about it for a while. So he'd be well aware of the published amount of money that he was supposedly getting. And only in his statement the other day, he said, I did take a pay cut since back as, 2000, as far as 2014. So he did take a pay cut on paper. Well, it seems that he should have known that he didn't take a pay cut in principle. Yeah, and, and I think that's where people see the hypocrisy of the situation. And, you know, I've, I've been looking at some of the reports from Dee Forbes today in relation to you know, where she sets that kind of a Byzantine system of, you know, filling the, the gap of the cuts that happened uh, to, um, to Ryan. And, you know, even, even with the whole Byzantine, you know, uh, system that she's using, it still escapes the fact that, you know, people were not told that it existed and that it's, you know, that it was hidden, that it was secret, that it was covert. And that's the the, the, the major difficulty that RTE have here. And I just I do want to stress this point because, you know, I don't want to be seeing this, you know, I think RTE have big problems in terms of who they are, what they're for, you know, uh, where they should be operating within the system. But there are good journalists in RTE who do great work and, you know, they're suffering as a result of this. They did take the pay cuts. They did suffer the, the, the economic disadvantage as a result, and they'll be suffering too in relation to this. I think that now this has come to light and this big challenge exists that we need to obviously get to the bottom of what's, who knew what within RTE, but also within ministerial office. You know, where was the oversight uh, from ministers in relation to this? Well, and then well, we I, also well, I, need to ask ourselves, okay, sorry, I don't know whether the staff, on that note in relation to the staff, have taken it upon themselves, but of course Claire Byrne uh, went live today and of course uh, she obviously had to address it because she wanted to make sure that everybody knew the reason she was off on Friday was nothing to do with this particular uh, crisis. It was due to the fact she'd already booked leave off to go to Kerry with her family. But she did say, in the interest of transparency, she said, I want to be fully transparent and I want you to know that my RTE fee is now 280000 and that fee is for presenting this programme, the RTE radio programme that she presents. She said that was her last contract negotiated by Noel Kelly and she added that she was recently presented a television quiz show, Ireland's Smartest, and for that she got a fee of 25000 Now I wonder is Joe Duffy going to do the same thing when he comes on today at a quarter to one? I, I, I'm wondering, are they all going to be so transparent? Because going back to you, Terry, it's going to be difficult for Ryan to come back. Now, we didn't know whether he'd come back this morning. It seems obviously not. He's probably not going to be here at least for the rest of the week. But it's going to be difficult, as you even would think, to sit in the RTE canteen knowing that this secret deal went on while the rest of the staff around you, your production team, maybe your producers, maybe your researchers, all took a pay cut of probably 50 to 20% while you actually got a pay increase. Well, he didn't actually get a pay increase. Well, he, got he got a pay cut that was mitigated by 75000 a year. I made the point in the Irish Examiner this morning that for Ryan Tuberty at the moment to go into the RTE canteen would require more courage than the guys in the charge of the Light Brigade because I have been listening to people at all levels in RTE who are friends for years. And the level of astonished outrage, the sense of betrayal, and each one of them, or at least many of them, have said to me, look, Pay cut just sounds like a technical thing. But for people who were already under mortgage pressure or rent pressure, that pay cut 
caused just serious, serious pain. And to know that one of their own, who had done the thing of our own together, had been getting the equivalent of two RTE Late Late Show researcher salaries, just as an under-the-counter thing, just to make him feel better about taking a pay cut, that has engendered a deep resentment and disappointment. And I would figure that Ryan, if he comes back, is going to experience that up close and personal. And that's going to be very tough if it happens. The fact is, there is no way, and I presume Pabba would confirm this, there's no way that Ryan can be on air when Arapta's committees are investigating this. I doubt that it would be appropriate for him to be on air while an investigation, uh, a state-mandated investigation, is underway. And that investigation, it sounds, will take perhaps seven months. So there's big question marks over the appropriateness of Ryan coming back, even though he has said very clearly that he loves his program and he wants to. And I have no doubt, and, I, and I've met Ryan on numerous occasions. And can I just say, and I said this the other day, and the paper quoted me as saying it, he's a really nice guy. He is actually a very nice guy, and nobody is trying to take his character away. And it's up to the general public whether they want to accept his apology, of course. Um, but you believe, Patter, he should be brought before the Oireachtas Committee as well to explain his role and why he didn't make it public or why he didn't, you know, uh, draw attention to the fact that the, the figure that was printed publicly in the public record was incorrect. Yeah, so <clears throat> Ryan Tuberty's currency, if you like, as a communicator, is his relationship with his audience. And so his relationship with his audience has obviously taken a trust knock uh, over the last number of days. So that's going to be very difficult for him to rebuild that. So for his own perspective, uh, and in terms of the Oireachtas being able to get to the bottom of exactly what happened, I think it would be important for Ryan, Ryan himself to attend uh, those committee meetings so he can be questioned in relation to what happened. You know, if, if, if he can, I suppose, provide evidence to say that this wasn't you know, duplicitous, if this wasn't a situation was he, where, was he asked, you know, for example, was he asked not to say anything to anybody else? I mean, yeah. that that would be concerning so if he was. I, I think it's important for his own perspective and, and, and also for our, our own understanding that we have a 360 uh, uh, degree view over what happened. And, and just bringing in the, um, seeking to bring in D Forbes or, or the, the board itself is only going to give two perspectives in relation well, to that. You know, my well, well is she going that. to turn? I mean, the thing about it is she has no obligation now because she's not a staff member at RTE to arrive at the Oireachtas on Wednesday at all. So, you know, she would have up to this point, uh, but she was going to resign in two weeks anyway, so, or step down in two weeks anyway. But she has no obligation to go there at all. Do you think she'll she, she'll turn up, Pat? Yeah, I, I think, you know, absolutely. That's, that's the problem with a resignation in that it, it, the obligation reduces. But again, you know, I'm sure that Dee Forbes wants to provides and, and work professionally in the future again and you know if she does it would benefit her greatly to be able to stand by her actions uh, in a public forum where she's being questioned. Do you accept, and do you accept what she says that she said she wasn't treated with anything approaching the levels of fairness equity and respect uh, that she would expect as a you know as a colleague or as a person. 
do you, do you think there's a case of maybe throwing her under the bus? Because, of course, at the time, the suggestion was that they wanted to keep the number one talent in RTE and giving him a pay cut, you know, wouldn't have kept him there. Now, the only thing I remember of Ryan Tuberty, uh, any kind of risk at all to Ryan Tuberty was when he was heading off to fill in for Graham Norton on the BBC. But I don't believe there was a job there for him. And I do believe he had a 10-year contract with the Late Late Show. In previous times, of course, Pat Kenny was looking for more money and they wouldn't give it to him. So he went off to News Talk. So realistically, yeah. you know, I mean, if he has to go, he has to go because there has to be a limit. And this was suggested some time ago to D Forbes. And just because I know I'm keeping you two quite a long time, but I just want to go to this very, uh, this is compliments of Joe.ie uh, going back about three years ago when D Forbes was talking about those cuts. It's about 20 seconds. Have a quick listen to this. Look, I can understand why people um, feel that some of these people are, are highly paid. Mm. And, and I think we also have to look at that in the context of what they do. Um, but I think, you know, the important piece in all of this is that these people have, you know, a dual obligation as well. Mm. They have a public service obligation and they have a commercial obligation. Mm. Having said that, you know, I have, um, you know, addressed this in the plan where, you know, we're in discussions with our, our top presenters um, to take, you know, a 15% mm. um, pay cut. And that's in discussion. That's ongoing. Um, so we are tackling that. And I think as well, um, you know, those people have taken, you know, quite a large mm. pay cut over the years. They will take another cut. And I think what this has to be looked at is in perspective of where we are now. Mm. Um, you know, I'm taking a pay cut. The, mm. the executive team are taking a pay cut because I think given where we are as an organisation, it's the right thing to do. All taking pay cuts. At that time, she must have been aware, well, I can only assume she was, and I'm sure she'll clarify that to an Oroxus committee, if indeed if she was aware, that there was a deal done to keep those top presenters, Terry, that she was saying they were all getting pay cuts that she mentioned about five times there um, on Joe.ie, on that interview. That was three years ago. So just before COVID, most likely. Uh, so, I mean, she was absolutely, uh, you know, sure they were all going to take pay cuts, but she must have known at that time there was a deal being done. It's very interesting. I haven't seen that bit before, but she talks about being in talks with them as if it were a negotiation, whereas her statement today says, talks of a commitment from the RTE executive board to the board and the government to reduce the fees paid to RTE's top talent by a further 15% overall. I, didn't, I, I wouldn't have imagined. In talks with. That's exactly. But I wouldn't imagine it's negotiable. I, it was the same during COVID. I mean, I, I took a pay cut during COVID, as most people did in the independent uh, radio and television sector. And, but it wasn't negotiable. It, it was set at if you earn X amount, it's 15%. If you earn X amount, it's 10%. There were the cuts. There was no negotiating around it. And that was, would have been the case in most places. And I imagine in RTE for the staff who were researching and producing, I wouldn't think there was a negotiation at all. I would just imagine this is the pay cut. And the one thing, even if there were negotiations, which, as you say, are doubt, is doubtful, the one thing that's exceptional here and that nobody seems to have noticed is when has an RTE director general involved themselves with a third party external agent on behalf of an RTE presenter? That's not the level that any negotiation happens, why was Dee Forbes doing it herself? That's very strange. I think, I think Terry's dead right. I think that's absolutely extraordinary that in some way that uh, Dee Forbes was, you know, working on behalf nearly of uh, Ryan to fill this uh, financial gap. Uh, and, you know, and <clears throat> it shouldn't be... Not to keep him sweet, I suppose. To keep him sweet. 
Is yeah, it, but that, it's, that would it's, be the it's, line, wouldn't it? It's, it's nearly that D, D, D in that scenario is working on behalf of uh, Ryan nearly then, yeah. uh, rather than actually on the, the, the taxpayer or the state uh, to, to fix that. And, you know, and, and I've always found it extraordinary, this argument that if we don't pay these top earners enough that they're going to be lost to the British market, for example, you know, there, there just really hasn't been the evidence to show that there's been a, a large leak of, you know, uh, Irish broadcast talent in that direction. There's been some movement over the years, mm. but, you know, that has to be the case. And the second point is another determinant of the level of income that you receive is how well your business is doing. And the fact that RTE have been lo- losing money over so long would, you know, make you think that these individuals shouldn't have the incomes that they have. Like any other business in any other sector that was losing money over years would never be, you know, uh, 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 given such high levels of, of, of wages uh, during that period of time. And that shows that dissonance, that, mm-hmm. that you know, disconnect between the reality, the business reality that um, that RTE was experiencing and yet the wages that they were paying. And and that's why I think that there's a bigger question here too, because, and actually D Forbes mentioned this, mentions it in the interview, that Ryan had a public service responsibility and a commercial responsibility. And those two responsibilities at the moment, especially with a massive social media and internet, are becoming more difficult to sustain within RTE. And we, we really start having to, to find out what is RTE for? And I think that's a big question okay. that needs to come out of this whole debate. In, in uh, finally, in relation to that as well, of course, according to the Irish Independent, a whistleblower has said that uh, an account used by RTE to make discl- undisclosed payments to somebody also channels secret credit note payments in excess of 50 million to media advertising agencies over the last 10 years. His comments were echoed by Ivan Yates, a former News Talk presenter and the Irish Government Minister, who also said that the Tuberty scandal is the tip of the iceberg in the way RTE operates. Terry, do you predict that more will come out? Or do you think that's it, that we would have heard by now, that the people in RTE, the executives at the top, will be going, if we've anything else, lads, just get it out there now. Because if it comes out in a week's time and something else happens, we're in real deep. You know what. Do you reckon it's and all out? Any, any one of the clients, any one of the presenters who's thinking of coming out and saying, here's what I was paid, I would give them one little bit of free advice. Um, don't just talk about your paycheck. If you got a car, if you got dinners in hotels, if you got a holiday, anything other than what you're anything that you would pay benefits in kind on, essentially, uh, indicate that straight up right now too. Mm. Well, there was a, there was the old days, of course, where there were holidays given. I remember. Famously, Jerry Ryan used to go off to Florida and mention it for a certain holiday company on a regular basis. Pater, do you reckon more is going to come out? And do you reckon RTE are going to take a long time to recover from this mistrust? Yeah, I think that the, this, 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 the best way that RTE can, you know, regain some level of trust here is to bring out all the dirty washing, honestly and openly at the start. Um, because as you said, drip feeding this uh, over the next while will... Um, literally elongate the story over and over again and will corrode trust uh, even further um, than, than it has been. So I, I do think that you know, a, a good minister for media now would um, be making sure that there's no hidden mm. corners or dusty corners at all in, in, in the system. I would and think, everything I would is think so. Now. That's, that's the last thing that's, I want. That's the ministerial responsibility too. <laughs> 
But listen, thank you very much indeed. Ain't choose Patter Toby and also thank you very much indeed, Terry Prone from the Communications Clinic and Communications Expert. Thank you both for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to both of you. All right, we want to take your calls on this now as well. By the way, if you want, you can text or WhatsApp uh, quite easily. All you got to do is text or WhatsApp on 085 100 Went out of my head there for a second. 085 100 That is the WhatsApp number. The question we're asking you today is, have you lost trust in the national broadcaster in RTE? There hasn't been just this. There's been so many stories over the last few years. But this is just the nail in the coffin, isn't it, for a lot of people. Have you lost trust in the national broadcaster? Let me know what you think. The number, as I said, is 085-100-2255. Uh, let me go quickly, if I can, to Melissa first, if I can. Melissa, hi, how are you? Good morning. Good morning to you, Melissa. Uh, Melissa, it's a shocking story. Um, it's one of, I suppose, secrecy, secret payments. You know, it, it kind of smells rotten, doesn't it? Absolutely, it's rotten to the core. Um, I would have been one of 50 people that stood outside RTE in Cork um, in about early, middle 2019. Um, I've been to several RTE um, protests over the years and we have seen what's been going on for a long, long time and, of course, called all sorts of names. And there we go, you know. Mm. Basically, we feel we've been proven right yet. Um, I suppose mainly during COVID and I think for a lot of people where I saw the pain and the hurt was the the toy show and, you know, basically advertising Pfizer through a child of a vaccination. Well, I, 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 um, I've, seen, I've seen the clip doing the rounds and I don't know how innocent that was and it's just a child and, and I don't think... Well, I, some people suggest the child was coached. I don't believe that for a minute. It was just a child yeah, and, you yeah. know... You don't mention Pfizer without getting paid. No. Well, 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 hang on. With the greatest respect, Pfizer were going to make a lot of money anyway on vaccines. Pfizer didn't need any advertising. So the government were advertising them anyway. Didn't need to put in, no, put no, but, but need, well, well, let's let's so, not focus. I don't want to focus on COVID okay, or vaccines. Back. Let's let's talk about what we're talking but about. I think that was one of the uh, and the only thing I will say about COVID, Ryan, as you rightly said, he went on. Yeah, he went. He went on the late late show saying we're all in this together, and he talked about the yeah. financial, the <laughs> emotional upset, uh, the financial upset for people losing their jobs, blah blah blah, and used the words we're all in this together. Clearly at that time he was standing there knowing in his own head we're not really all in this together because I haven't really lost any money so uh, am I right in saying at that time they were also talking I know Michal Martin came out in the door and they were talking about going out and everyone with a laptop they were going to come in you know had to pay an RTE licence but they're still planning to do that yeah you were talking about students and at this stage then all the schools closed down everyone is at home on the laptop you might, I haven't had RT in my house for 15 years now. Well, what they want to do is change it. From it, it they, they, they want to abandon the television licence and change it to what they call a broadcast charge, which will be collected by either That's the post correct. office or the revenue. Yes. Yeah. And then we have the whole, the whole bloody world closing down and everyone having to work from home and a laptop and all this. It's like as if it was all planned. Do you know what I mean? And mm. there we were, you know, on our knees, people out of work, still are. Never, you know, our tourism business never got back to where it was. There's still thousands upon thousands down that they can't even get staff at this stage. Can RT recover and from this, Melissa? No, I don't think they should. I don't think it's we, do, we even need so what this do you, So what do you do? What do you do with RT? We do need a broadcaster. 
I think I'd be quite honest with you, and we've been saying it for four years. It has to be completely rebranded. We want young people in there. Ah, Jimmy, how are you? How are you? I'm walking. Sorry. There's somebody in the background. Sorry, I do apologise. Somebody waiting on hold in the background there. We all know he's working now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you know, we've a lot of young people in this country, you know, (laughs) when they're leaving the country. We need a whole new shift and young people in there. That's what we need. No, so do you, would, you, would want... you make it a commercial, a private commercial enterprise? In other words, it wouldn't be run by the state then? Yes, absolutely. Like like Virgin Media. But the only problem there is they will struggle to finance it. And they will struggle to finance. I mean, it's all well and good saying, you know, it'll have to survive on advertising money. But realistically, that's about half the money they take in. So if that's the case, you're going to get rid of a lot of the football coverage. You're going to get a, the live coverage. You're going to get, a, get rid of a lot of outside broadcasting. Sure, getting this, this well, I'm, well, I'm yeah. just saying a lot of it will have to go. Primetime costs money. News costs money. All those things cost money. So a lot absolutely. of that would have to go. Technical area now. Like as I said, I haven't had RT for fifteen years. I'm not missing anything. Do you know what I mean? We okay. have everything okay. online now, and you know, I don't think we even need it to the extent it is. Well, well, it's not as necessary as it would have been fifteen years ago. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Not. No. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there. Let me go to Paul Travaux. Uh, Paul Travaux, the celebrity chef, who's always very angry. <laughs> Paul, good afternoon to you, Paul. How are you, Niall? How are you doing, Paul? You've heard my list. It, it served its purpose, RTE, but it's run by its sell-by date is gone. Like, this is a bit like, you know, when you're a 10-year-old finding out your girlfriend fancies your mate. You know, you don't know if he if he's done nothing wrong or has he been snogging the face off or behind your back. Like, I mean, like, I have to admit, I, I have a lot of time for, for Tubbs. He was, you know, I, he was very good to me over the years. Gave yep. me loads of plugs on the radio. Met him a few times. Great Nice guy. guy. I've met him a couple of times. He's a really yeah. nice guy. He genuinely is. Yeah. And I know people... Had a go at me on Twitter because I said he was a nice guy and they said I was just jealous of his wages. Of course I'm jealous of his wages. If somebody offered me that kind of money, I'd take it. But if I was working Absolutely. for if but if I was working in the public sector, I would make sure that everybody knew that was my wage. I would say if this is a secret deal, I want everyone to know about it. I don't want to be doing yeah, secret I, deals. I, I think the huge elephant in the room here is is how this happened. So it's been alleged that a company was given uh, was paying the money and then in return they got a, a credit for advertising. Mm. If that's the case, I'm aware. I'm aware of the intermediary company. I'm not going to mention it on the air, but yeah, I, I'm aware of that company like, and they and they do deals with many advertisers and advertising agencies. Absolutely. Yeah. So what has to happen here is that you know you turn around. Can we get the trust back for Orty? The the state has to throw its full force of what it has in its coffers at Orty with a full-on audit, a full-on investigation. To but find by, by, can I mention, by the way, sorry, Paul, and people may not be aware of this, that intermediary company that would be between RTE and, of course, um, Ryan Tuberty's agent, because that's who he would get paid through, um, yeah. they don't do it for free. So, for example, if you're looking for, say, I don't know exact figures, but let's say a €70,000 credit on advertising, you're going to be paying that company, say, 100000 in advertising. Exactly. Do you understand what I'm saying? They have to make money out of yeah. it. So, so there's yeah, money. 100, 100. So you're basically just throwing money in, in the bin at a time when RTE exactly. is crying because they've no money. And, and, and running back to the government saying, you're going to have to bail us out again here, guys. Yeah. So, so what has to happen here is, and, and I don't care what anyone thinks, but heads have to roll whoever was at the top of this. And if you turn around and say, well, look, well, one person has just resigned or been fired or was finishing in two or three weeks, so we can't do anything. If this is in breach of company law, which to me, I'm no legal expert, but there's, there certainly needs investigating into it. If it is, then you need to be jailed. Because this can't, because what's it saying to the likes of... Well, I, well, I, I don't know if there's anything else. illegal. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if anything illegal went on. 
but certainly immoral is a, probably a very good word. Uh, illegal, it's hard to say. That's up to the Iraqis community to decide exactly. whether something criminal happened 100%. in relation to it. But the very fact that you would do a deal with one particular person at a time when every other staff member has been told to take a 15% pay cut and you know, yeah. and you're doing a deal with somebody to give them more or less the same money, if not a bit more, you know, and they're told, now we don't know this, but I'm assuming they're told, don't tell anybody else about this. Well, then yeah, yeah. that's a problem, isn't it? That undermines well, everybody. Everybody. Including like, the taxpayer, by the way. You, yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, it's us that's paying for it. So, I mean, like, I know an awful lot of people like you do in RT, you know, from on the ground level, that, you know, that are absolutely livid because Horrified. of the I've spoken to two it's of them over the weekend. They're disgusted. Yeah, yeah. And and, it, and it's just, I mean, how would you feel if all of a sudden everyone, like, it reminds me of Charles Hodge tightening the belt, except for me, lad. I'm still going to have an Oh, no, if I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I work, as you know, uh, for Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. And at the time during COVID, we all took a pay cut. If I found out that yeah. one of the presenters didn't have to take a pay cut, and I did, I'd be very upset. Yeah, it'd be war. Absolutely yeah, well, pissed off about absolutely. it. Of course. Yeah, so... I mean, so I don't blame... But, but, they, but that clip I played at D Forbes a few minutes ago, she said she was in talks, uh, and Terry Pro made a really good point. It shouldn't have been, It's not negotiable. It shouldn't have been negotiable. I mean, when, yeah. when there's pay cuts, it must go across the board. For example, everybody must take it. If you're on a certain amount of money, you get a 15% pay cut. On a certain amount of money, you get a 10% pay cut. Whatever it was, the amounts, the capped amounts. But, okay. but it does lead a question, and, and D Forbes was asked this three years ago, should presenters' salaries be capped? Like civil servants at 220,000, whatever it is, like bankers were at one point when the banks were in trouble. So should the civil servants' pay be capped? Well, I speak, like, I suppose there's a lot of people saying, you know, 250 grand or 350 grand is crazy money for, for what they get. I'm, I'm a firm believer you can't begrudge anyone their no, salary. I take it. Particularly, like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, now, if, when somebody gives out about a politician, you turn around and say, well, if you, you know, are envious of that, well, then go run as a politician. Yeah. Unfortunately, with RTE, they have their handful of presenters and nobody else is getting in there. So should their, should their salaries be capped? Absolutely. We were always told they're, they're worth this because they're bringing in so much money for advertising. And now we're finding out, well, actually, maybe they're not. So, I mean, like, this, like the investigation can't be a sit-down chat in the Oireachtas, cost the taxpayer a pile of cash again, and then, all right, lads, look, lessons be learned, and the usual crap that we always hear all the time. Heads have to roll within the heads of RTE here, because they're ultimately the ones that, that have done this. So, so what happens on Wednesday, the Oireachtas committee, if D Forbes doesn't show up, and she's no obligation legally to show up now because she's resigned. Yeah. So uh, should Ryan Tuberty be there? Should he have to answer questions? Well, look, I, th- I think the good thing about Oireachtas is that it's, it's a great place to be able to air your underwear. And go and turn around the clubs to turn around and say, listen, here's exactly what the story is. I mean, if you want to be a real devil's advocate and, and sit on the other side of the fence, clubs could easily turn around and say, this is all done through my agent. You're right. I knew I was getting the money and I probably should have disclosed that. But this is an agent who's pulled a masterstroke on my behalf who's got me more cash. That's the reality of it. Yeah, but, yeah, but, so yes, but that, doesn't, that, that doesn't come across. I mean, even if he said it like you've just said it, that's not going to yeah. wash well with the general public, is it? Uh, no, of course not. Because he's not thick. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, he's a clever... I mean, we all know he's a clever man. You know what I mean? So when he's seen... And every year, this idea that you wouldn't notice these things... I've talked about RTE wages every single year since I started in radio because every year they're, they're published, the RTE salaries are published, and every year the newspapers have a go with them, and every year I have a go with them, and we all kind of give out about the money they're being paid. So he would be well aware of the published figure, and he would have seen it on that day when it came out in the newspaper and said to himself, oh, I'm not getting that much. 
So maybe, you know, the argument is that he should have come clean and said, listen to the newspapers, listen, that's not what I get. I actually get, you know, an extra 70 grand on top of that or whatever it is on any one particular year. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Tony as well. Tony, how are you? Good afternoon. You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. How are you doing, Tony? Tony, I mean, have you lost faith in RTE? I lost faith in them a long, long time ago. Right, okay. A long, long time ago. And what it is as well, it's a public broadcaster. Ryan Trubbley was a public broadcaster. And he wasn't talking about what the public is thinking. And the same as RTE don't. So, like, that's the angle I'm coming from. They're getting paid these exorbitant amounts of money. And they're not speaking about supposed to be a public broadcaster. And they're not representing half of what the public... They're not even representing a quarter of what the public is saying. So they're not because representing you, is that you're saying? Yeah. No, definitely not. Like, I don't watch RTE news because it's absolutely pointless. And mm. I, I do, I do think, I, to be fair, I do think RTE news have handled this story very well. I mean, they yeah, put it top of the news, they and they should, by the way. Like, this started because they were caught with the pants down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just like, this information is going on a long time. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. But like, this has been going on for years and on for years. And it's just very little accountability. Like, what's going to happen? Like, your default's there, and she's not going to turn up. Just like, and she's not going to turn up at the Oireachtas Committee. And there's nothing going to happen to her because they're all in a cozy little cartel. Like, they go on on the news. They have prime time programs about this cartel, that cartel. It's the exact same out there. It's a cartel, as you said. There's nobody can get in there. Like, they're not going to give you a job, are they? Probably not, no. They're not going to give you a job because you're not going to go along with the narrative. You're going to speak for your listeners. And you're going to say, look, I'm not getting several thousand messages on this particular topic. I'd like to discuss it and they're going to go, no, you're not discussing it. And if you're going to discuss it, okay, like, this is how you're going to discuss it. They don't represent it. The Red Sea told just there a few weeks ago that 75% of Irish people say there's too many say there's too many refugees and asylum seekers coming into the country. It got a mere mention on our field. I, don't, no I, don't, I didn't even realise it. I didn't realise it got a mention, but there you go. It you would have been probably got the nearest, the nearest of a mention. And they go by Red Sea Tolls all the time if it suits their narrative. They're not a public broadcaster. They should be. Okay, so, so, what, so what should happen now? Aside from the fact that we need answers to, as to, you know, any money that's being paid under the, the counter, so to speak, to any presenters, if indeed but there is anybody no, else. If the real truth comes out, like, there'll probably be no station left. So do you? So you think you think there's more, Tony? Paul, do you? Paul, well, well, hang on, Paul. Do you think there's more to come out? Because I think at this stage, any executive or the the deputy general at the moment would be saying to his staff, "If there's anything else I need to know here, lads, tell me now. It needs to go out because there's no point in doing it in two weeks' time. It'll be just another scandal." They have to yeah, do it now. And, and in fairness, I think the presenters have taken it upon themselves to do it because I don't know whether Claire Byrne was told to do this today, but she she announced her wages today and wanted to make it abundantly clear she wasn't getting anything extra apart from what she got for the television show, the quiz show she did. Yeah, there's, there's right, no doubt like to ask Bourne. me more. So, well, hang on, Tony. Um, Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, like in, in, no worries, Tony. Uh, in, 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 like in, in my own uneducated opinion, no. A bit like a political party when when a politician comes out that didn't declare a rental income and they say right lads 
here, if anyone else is doing this, get it out now. So we'll nip it all in the bud. And then one comes out six months later, another comes out three months later. And two months later. So I think there, there has to be more involvement. You don't just do something like this for one person. There's no way. So there has to be more. The fact that there's a whistleblower coming out now saying with an account of up to 50 million of credits of advertising. That's why I say this, the first thing that, that we need to do is send revenue into audit every single transaction that was given a, an advertising credit and go speak to that company itself, find a corresponding amount and see was that given over to somebody else in, in a handshake deal to a presenter or to, to a producer or to a commissioner or anybody. Because you can't give 50 million of credit notes without it coming out somewhere else. Yeah, but this but for people who don't know that, that was in the Irish Independent, of course, said a whistleblower has said that Archie made undisclosed payments. Tuberty also had channeled secret credit note payments in excess of 50 million to media advertising agencies over the past 10 years. Now, that could be legitimate, by the way. We don't, we don't know exactly. But Ivan Yates echoed that, by the way, the former News Talk presenter, and he said the Irish government minister, and Irish government minister, who also said the Tuberty scandal is the tip of the iceberg in terms of what's going on in the organisation and the way it operates. Quite shocking. Let me, yeah. Well, well let, me, let, let me just go to, uh, I want to go to James as well. James, how are you doing? Good afternoon, Niall. Good afternoon. Now, James, forever the apologist <laughs> and the fan of RTE. Uh, and just for people who don't know, you're over the age of 65, but you still pay your television license because you believe it's worth it, even yes, though you don't yes. have to pay it. Will you be paying it? Indeed, will you be paying it next year? Yes, I will indeed. I will indeed. No, I don't. I don't uh, fall away from people. I'm not one of those people who fall away when they get into trouble now. Oh. Like I, I don't. I don't. I don't um, give up my loyalty to Donald Trump because there's a witch hunt on, on his back at the moment now. So when I may, pledge loyalty to something, I stay with it now. But you, like but, you have to, but you have to admit, this leaves a sour taste. When you're watching a presenter on television saying we're all in this together, be it emotionally, financially, or otherwise. And meanwhile, they're not really taking a hit. We're told they are, but they're not really taking a hit. It doesn't go down well with the general public, does it? Well, so, I mean, I, 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 does it really make any difference to me on a day-to-day basis? But what Tuberty gets now, uh, no, it won't affect me one way or the other. Uh, I'll be paying my 40 cent a day. I think I'm getting good value for 40 cent a day now. Mm. Uh, I've only got Fairview Television anyway now. Okay. As you know, I taught, I taught you that before. Yeah. So all I pay for my television is 40 cent a day. So I wouldn't get much for 40 cent now, Niall. No, you shop. won't. I wouldn't even get a pack of crisps. But, uh, Somebody said the other day that, that Ryan's extra money was the equivalent of 26,000 television licenses, I think, or something like that. I don't know. We all knew he was getting good money now, big well, money. And, well, uh, no, well, we knew that, but that, that's okay. By the way, I don't begrudge the man the money. If, somebody's willing, if somebody paid me half a million tomorrow or anywhere close to it, I'd say thank you very much and I'd take their hand well, off with it. <laughs> but in saying that, if I was working in the public sector and I saw being published in the paper a fee that was lower than what I was actually receiving, I think I would draw attention to it because I'd say that's going to come out at some point and people are not going to be happy. Yes, yes, to answer that question. I look across the water and I see the kind of money Graham Norton is getting, which probably is only a pittance compared to what no, Graham Norton earns millions. I wouldn't cross the street to see Graham Norton now. No, I wouldn't I think be, he's wouldn't be, wouldn't be seriously, right over, seriously overrated. Oh, you know now. what? At least, James, we think alike. I think he's completely overrated. Uh, yeah, people think he's funny. Him. He's not. He's just got good scriptwriters. And if you watch yeah. him all the time, he he can't even read an autocue properly. I genuinely be- don't believe he's a great presenter. Nice man, I'm sure, but I don't rate yeah. him as a presenter at all. Okay, yeah, but get, getting getting back to RT. So you don't think this is going to damage RT? Yeah, come on, James. 
has to damage Oh, them. yes, it's not going to be good, obviously, Niall. It's not, I, I feel sorry for the other people, the reporters, people who don't get the big money now, mm. the, the correspondents and the cameramen, they don't get uh, big money, obviously, only a reasonable wage. So, yes, but... Uh, can Ryan, can Ryan Tuberty go back to working with his producers and researchers and the people he worked with before, knowing that they all took a pay cut and a pay hit and he had this deal? Now, I don't know if they were aware of it. I doubt it very much but knowing that they took a hit and he didn't. I, I, I can't see him going back on radio now. Not in the short term, anyway. No, I mm. don't think so. Not at the, at the moment. But uh, the the thing is, uh, I still would support RT and I'm going to walk away from RT because of one man. Uh, uh, they do a good job, fairness, most of the time. Good sport, good news. And uh, I've been watching it, of course, for 60 years now. So uh, I have a certain... Uh, uh, allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the word now. I have a certain allegiance for it, but uh, okay. okay. There's a lot of other money waste in the country. We look at those politicians we have now. They waste money left, right, and centre. They don't. They don't even entertain us. Those politicians, except maybe Michael Healy Ray, is the only man that entertains us on the dial. I find, <laughs> I, find I find their lies quite entertaining on a regular basis. But however, that's a whole different argument. But well, stay there, James. Let me go to John, my other Cork man, John O'D. How are you? Hi, John. Hi, can you hear me? I can indeed. Sorry, John, you're here, James. Yeah. He has an allegiance to RTE. It's not going to affect how he watches RTE. Yeah, well, I mean, that's James. I mean, you know, I mean, he's trying, staying true like, to, to RTE if that's what he wants to do. But mm. I I, th- I will agree with him what he said there. I think there is definitely no way back for Ryan Trouble, you know. There's credibilities in the toilet. I mean, when he was leaving there... Michael Bublé gave him a present of a microphone. He got a scooter off of um, Bono and the gang. You had but to I live mean, a uh, step down um, from the Harley Davidson that gave Gabe Byrne, mind you, but however, yeah, <laughs> scooter. But the thing, the thing is, um, no, I think the, the, the kind of the long goodbye and everything and the sadness and the tears and the noise, I think that's all gone down the toilet. Now, at this stage, I think his credibility is in the toilet. There's no way back. I think a lot of people not eat wouldn't actually want to walk alongside him because obviously this guy was living a different lifestyle compared to everyone else. He was getting money hand over fist and only a certain amount of people in RT knew about this uh, dramatic resignation or by D Forbes. She was out the door anyway. This is pure semantics altogether. This is just She said she's not the flash. only one, by the way. She did say that other executives would have been aware of it, etc. 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 So so are they are they all gone? Should they all be gone? The, do- the dogs in the street, no that the whole, the whole uh, everyone involved in management that was in any way, anywhere connected to this should be out the gap. Because um, they have breached the trust of the people. Uh, you 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 you've dealt with a new program before, no idea. No, there hasn't been a hell of a lot. But there have been people put into jail in this country for not paying their TV licence. Mm-hmm. And you have a bloody man in earning 75,000 one year, 75,000 extra another year. I mean, and you have people inside not decent people who are, they're not on these, these, these special type contracts, but they're, they're staff, and they will get their pension at the end of the day. But they're, they're, they're getting the basic wage. They must, be, they must be absolutely livid. I know if I was working inside there, I would be livid. In fact, I would go so fast to say that if he even considered coming back, the whole staff in RTE should walk out the door and protest. I think it's finished. Like I mean, as I said, I can't see him coming back from this. I really can't. Like, no, I would. I wouldn't want to see RTE go to the wall because I think we need a national broadcaster. They've built some very good prime time specials and stuff like that over the years. Now they've done one recently about the asylum seekers and everything and painting the protesters. 
in a crap light altogether. I was livid watching that one. Like, well, it's got to, when it's got to be hard, RT depends on government funding on a regular basis. They go with their cap in hand to the government and they go with their cap in hand to the general public begging us to pay the television licence. It's got to be very hard for them to do that now knowing that they've been squandering the money. Well, I mean, like Dee Forbes or whatever, preaching that mantra, we need more money, we need to increase the licence fee. You can kiss that... A total boy, no, because that ain't coming, baby. That's never going to happen. Like, not for years, no. No, they they, they've, they've destroyed that. Any chance they had of increasing a license fee oh, has now gone. been destroyed. That's, that's flushed away. That, that, that's like flushing. It's good news for everybody, yeah. It's euro down the drain, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, James, in fairness, they're not going to be able to increase the license fee now. They're not going to be able to go to government with cap in hand looking for a few quid to prop up the station because, as we know, it's hemorrhaging money on a, on a yearly basis. On loss leaders, by the way, things like Radio Nagel talked, you know, TG car, all those things which lose money. So they're not going to be able to, James, go with cap in hand anymore because it looks bad now. The optics are not good on this, James. I won't have a word said against TG Cahar now. I'm just saying, the optics don't <laughs> look good, James. Language, and I'm looking forward to Mary Lou when Mary Lou becomes teacher. I'm not digressing now, but she's That's really going to put the Irish language at the forefront now. Right. Huge money she's going to spend. So I'm looking forward. That'd be one good thing about Mary Lou now. Yeah, at least there's one good thing about her. Anyway, so, so James, as I said to you, they're not going to be able to get money from the state that easily next time. I suppose not now, no. but you must remember, see, uh, this is a semi-state bodies, and semi-state bodies don't uh, ever operate commercially now. No, no. They lose money. They don't Nor should they? They don't, but, but, the re- they don't operate in the real world now. Yeah, sorry, John, what, you, what was I saying? Yeah. Quickly, let's go to Natalie there. Go on, go on. I, I was just saying, like, this didn't happen overnight here. Do you go back to the days of Jerry Ryan when you had these ridiculous television? No, I, I think Jerry Ryan would have been great presented later to the one night in fact and his mother died uh, I thought he was good I think he would have brought a lot of mischief to us I think he would have been very good right? but the thing is RT were paying at one stage uh, between his TV work and the radio over a million euro a year and we were told again this mantra oh, I remember that yeah. oh you have to give the money because they'd be poached she was, it wasn't Pat Kenny on 750 at one, 950, I think, at one stage, wasn't it? For so both. Yeah, I mean, now, don't get me wrong, he was doing a daily television show, which was a quite intense radio show, should I say, a quite intense radio show, as well as doing the Late Late Show on a Friday. So he was working hard for that money. But when his yeah, but money when his money was dropped and they and he went to them saying, I want more money, they said no, so he left. Yeah. yeah there's no, That's just no the way it works. Idea. No, like you see, and it's they gave him the break all those years ago when he was a newsreader. I mean, that's how he got his start. Yeah, well, I mean, that, well, it doesn't matter who gives you the break. You are what you are. It's irrelevant who gives yeah. you the break. Yeah, but I mean, like, I would be in agreement with James there. Like, I mean, you know, to, to me, like, I mean, you should, you, sh- you should have respect and okay. you should have loyalty. Like, I mean, you have no loyalty, you have no bloody soul. Okay, let me, let me go to Natalie if I can. Natalie, how are you doing? Hi, and I'll have things. Good. Natalie, have you lost trust or faith in RTE after this scandal, or have you, had you already lost it? Oh, long before, yeah, yeah. I think my eyes were opened during COVID, um, just seeing the absolute propaganda that they peddled, um, constant, 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 between radio stations and TV. It was just nothing but just propaganda, totally biased and... You well, know, a lot of people wouldn't have called it propaganda. They may have said it was one-sided, all right, but I suppose they, their argument was they were told to do this because genuinely the HSC were putting up these warnings and uh, the government, of course, were implementing the plans, not RTE. The government were the ones that were into introducing level fours and level five lockdowns and all that carry on. I know, but it's, as, as journalists, it's their job to question. It's not their job to just I would repeat. Agree. Again, I would that's, agree. that's propaganda. 
being, you know, the the mouthpiece of the HSE, being the mouthpiece of the government and not even having a debate. OK, this is what the HSE are saying. This is what the government is saying. But let's question it because this is a bit weird. This doesn't make sense. This is, there's no rationale behind this. Let's question it. So because they didn't, you know, they just spouted out to the public. You know, you can still see people living in fear, people walking around with masks on. If you cough, they look terrified. They cause so much damage, you know, they, they really, you know, have not been held accountable for that. You know, and now something like this, what happened to... This is just the nail <laughs> in the coffin, really, somebody, isn't it? Like, yeah. This is just, you know, it's kind of like, well, hang on a second. You know, this is all, you know, just we, we know about this. This is just mm. in the public eye. But, but sure, we were, all, but, but sure were, Natalie, we were all in it together, so allegedly. Uh, were we? Were we? Yeah, well, it's, no, I don't think well so. it seems, and I played that clip a minute ago of Ryan on the Late Late Show talking about people losing their jobs, losing their salaries, losing yeah. their money, and then no, saying we're and saying we're all in this together when clearly yeah. we weren't because he was being paid more or less the same amount of money. Exactly, and then you know, being the cynical person that I am, I'm kind of like, well, hang on a second, like, nobody doesn't notice that amount of money going into their account and doesn't question it. And what was well, I don't. I don't think it was a case. For? Well, by his own admission, I don't think it was a case that he didn't notice it. I think he didn't maybe believe it was his responsibility to tell anybody. That no, that doesn't wash with me whatsoever. It doesn't. You, you question it. You ask. You know what was he told? Was he told? Yeah, it's an extra few quid. You know, for keeping the narrative going on your show. Even the late late toy show was filled with. COVID no, I think I think it was no, I think kid. it was an extra few quid to keep him in RTE because they say their fear was that he was talent and he was going to leave, and if they had given him a pay cut like everybody else, that he might have gone elsewhere for a better job or another job. That, yeah, but why why not publicise that? Why why? Keep well, that well, this is the question that this is the question that'll have yeah. to be answered in the Oireachtas. Why didn't they publish it? Yeah, yeah, but there's there's a lot of that going on, um, and we we don't know about it, and then. What happens is that when we do find out about it, it's in the news for a couple of days and then there's something else as a distraction piece to, you know, mm-hmm. eyes are moved elsewhere and it's forgotten about and it's there's another drama. Mm. So, you know, I don't think we'll ever really get to the bottom of it. I think the focus will be to just distract and deflect so we won't really get to the bottom of exactly well, I hope what we the do. money was for or... Well, we should do. But again, you know, media, it's media's responsibility really to, to, to push for that, push for the, the truth and answers. And they don't. Again, they don't. So, Do you think Ryan, you know, do you think Ryan Turbody can come back to the radio again? Do you think people will trust no. him again? Oh, God. It's or have they lost trust in him? Because he's a nice guy and, you know, they don't want to not yeah. trust him. So, you know, I mean, do you think they'll, they'll trust him again? I, I think the people who, who trust RT the whole way along will probably just forgive and forget and move on and, and whatever. But the majority of the public who don't trust RT from the get-go, I don't think they will. Yeah. So it does, it does depend on how they spin the narrative, you know. Do you think there's more to come out or do you think, do you think there's more to come out or do you think that's it? I think they'll try their very best to, to, to quash it. Um, I think there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and I'd say he's not the only one that has been given a couple of extra quid to, to for whatever reason. Um, like I said, I'm very cynical. I, I, I just don't believe everything we're told as, as face value because as we've learned through COVID, nothing is what it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I will, I will be very cynical on the matter. I, I don't think it is just, you know, here's here's a bonus to keep you on because now then he announces his retirement and then this comes out. It's, it's too... Uh, do, you, do you think it's all a bit coincidental? Do you think they knew about yeah. it before the late late, late show so. finished, and maybe exactly, it was kind of hold yeah. on to the news till then? Or some people yeah, have suggested yeah. that. Now, by the way, that's just obviously 
people making two and two, making five, maybe. I don't know whether they knew better before then. Yeah, it's hard to know. But well, 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 in fairness, they had to have known. Well, Dee Forbes knew about it, so they did know about yeah. it. They just it didn't. It didn't come to anyone's attention until recently, I suppose. Yeah. You know. Anyway, let me let me thank you for that. Let me go to Norman as well. Norman, how are you doing? Hello, Niall. How are you doing? Welcome Thank to the Nile Boiling Podcast, Norman. Have you lost faith in RTE? I, 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 are you on a speakerphone, Norman? Because you sound like you're miles away from the phone. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's, you hear me now? yeah that's much better. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Okay, good. Um, I probably agree with ninety-nine percent of your previous caller, Natalie. You know, I lost uh, trust in RTE long ago, and I think COVID was the last uh, drop. You know, all the uh, but I think it was propaganda. Um, mm. You know the HSE, what they said they didn't uh, show the, any kind of uh, alternative. For in other words, they didn't challenge it enough, is what you're, is what exactly, Natalie was saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, I, I listened to my news from say Holland or Denmark, and when you see how they dealt with it or how they gave like both sides of the story or questioned very differently. Yes, very differently. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and people like I don't know the Forbes. I don't know her personally or anything, but. I never had any kind of great trust that she would. It seems like it's a cabal or a cotton cozy group, and they, you know, the poor workers in the RTE who were on say twenty, thirty grand or whatever, uh, or forty grand. You know, last week Eurostat said we're the, we're the most expensive country in Europe. Mm-hmm. I would agree with. Yeah. And and they they were asked to take a cut, or they were asked, you know, to 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 tighten the belt. And it's like the same old story in Ireland. The ones at the top, the ones that getting the most money. Uh, Keep on getting the most money, and restaurants have to have to pay for. Yeah, it's kind of like over the last few years, the gap between the rich and the poor is getting wider, and certainly in RTE, the gap between the rich and the poor, the well paid <laughs> and the poor, was getting wider as well. With the sounds of things, although to to be fair, so far we've heard of no other presenter getting this secret payment. Uh, and I, again, I want to point out that Claire Byrne, because a lot of people talk about Claire Byrne, she was off on Friday because she was due to be off anyway. This kind of suggestion that she took the day off to hide yeah. was nonsense. And she came out oh. today to say that she wants to be fully transparent. I don't know whether she was asked to say it, but or maybe she took yeah. it upon herself and said exactly how much money she earns. And she got an extra 25000 yeah. for a quiz show she did during the year as well. So she was, well... Right. I assume honest in, in what she said. I'm wondering now: Will Joe Duffy come on at a quarter to one uh, and say exactly the same thing? Will Will but he come he on? Hmm? But did he also get four hundred thousand or something? I think he's also way over. Not too sure exactly his salary. Somewhere between three yeah. and four hundred thousand. Yep. Yeah. yeah, most of them I think are, are to be honest with you, to be brutal, they're fairly talentless. Do you think and, so? And they're not particularly good. Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm. You know, I've listened to Clareborn a few times on on regarding COVID. And they were talking, she was talking about, say, the antigen testing, which was uh, uh, widely available, say, in, in Germany or in Denmark. And that helped people, uh, that prevented lockdown. But uh, when Claire was on talking about it, she had no clue about what she was talking about. No, I think, I, I think uh, on most things, to be fair, uh, you know, when you're a talk show host, it's not easy yeah. to know everything about everything. And, and to no, be fa- no. to be fair, I've heard her on numerous occasions about different things. Leave aside COVID. I know people weren't very fond of her during COVID and how she dealt with that. And that was just the way she dealt with it. But during uh, leaving aside COVID, I think she's been reasonably fair and reasonably well-researched on most topics. I, I think she is a good well, presenter. N- not on the you might like her example. and you might like her view. You might like her, yeah, uh, her yeah. take on things. But that, you yeah. have a choice to watch something else or listen to something else if you don't like her. But I think, you know, well, as a presenter, I think she's yeah. good at what she does. 
Yeah, but it was the same problem with the you know the HSC, the, the, the hacking into the HSC uh, mm. uh, thing. That was another issue. There was one person on the team we were talking about. The majority of people didn't know. I, I work in that area of actually yeah. servers and storage, so I have a fair bit of knowledge of what hacking is about. But the vast majority of the of the say the the desktops that HSC were running, they were like Windows ninety seven. I know, I know, I, I know their computers were way behind actually yeah, Windows XP on a lot of them too because I know somebody who worked there. Uh, thank you for that, Norman. Let me go to Maliki Steenson, solicitor and uh, commentary generally, a uh, commentator in general. Maliki, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. You're not a bit surprised, I'm sure, Maliki. Not at all surprised. I mean, and it bears out what many of us have been saying for years is that you can't trust anything RTE tell you. Um, and I think to be somewhat fair to Tuberty, um he made a deal, presumably, and that was the deal. And his problem, I think, arises from when RTE went into the, the accounts committee and said that he had taken reduction, and he knew that he hadn't. In fact, he had got a raise. It would well, he took it. Um, well, he did he take. Well, he did take a reduction in his basic salary, but he'd been given. But his overall package wasn't package. well. Nobody it's, looks at. It. I mean, you yeah. have to look at the whole package. Yeah. And he should have come out then and said that's wrong. Now. You've got to remember... Well, he knows that, and he, no, he now has apologised. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. But look, look at somebody like Tuberty. And this is the problem with the state broadcaster and with much of the problems in Ireland. Tuberty's grandfather, Todd Andrews, was um, chairman of the RTE board way back in the 60s. He comes from a, a senior Fianna Fáil family. It's, we look after our own, and it doesn't matter whether they're any good or whether they're talent, if they have talent or not. I find him actually obnoxious. I find him somebody who continually pushes the state narrative on everything, as does RTE. And I but, think, but here's the thing, and I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you that respect. I don't particularly like what he does. I, as a person, I think he's a really nice guy because I've met him. I think he's right. very condescending. Okay, and, and that's fine. And if you don't like what he does, the argument is you don't have to watch it. Or you don't have well, to listen well, it's to it. Slightly different than that, Niall, is that as a citizen of this state, we are required to fund it both through the license fee and through um, the tax system. We have a dysfunctional organisation, like we have with everything else. RTE, the HSE, and all of these organisations are run, it would seem to me now, for the benefit of those in the top tiers of them. We did Director General, who goes off to take our holidays because she's finishing up in July and she's using up our holidays, then she says, oh, well, I'm not going to bother answering these questions. Here's my resignation. Well, 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 we, well we, don't, we won't know till Wednesday to see if she does appear well, before the Rockers right, Committee. Well, and by the way, somebody else spoke to me this morning in relation to this, and I've heard some commentators saying, well, that's why she resigned. She took legal advice. She resigned, which means she doesn't have to answer questions. But to be honest with you, if I was given her advice and I was her PR agent, I would say to her, go to the Rockers Committee, tell your side of the story, because let's be clear about it, she's still a reasonably young woman. She has a career ahead of her. Well, hold on. Let's be very clear. D Forbes will be moving on to some other similar job if that hasn't already been put in place, right? Yes. The problem we have... But, this, this, but this, this crisis could be damaging to her career too. But no, Noel, there's something we have learned in this country over the past number of years, is that nothing damages these people's careers. Look at Paul Reid, a disastrous head of the HSE, and he's given another gig down with the Citizens' Assembly. We've... Um, Hulahan, who told women 
in relation to cervical smears that oh, there's no problem here, nothing to see. And we give him the freedom of the city because he's such a, 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 a great bloke during COVID. What we have in this country is a cabal who run the place for their own benefit. And the, the thing that strikes me about this, I wonder why RTE, because it appears that they, they have turned on poverty now. And they're... Well, I, well I, don't, I don't think they've turned on it, but I would imagine the individual staff are not too pleased. That, well, now, of think, course, that's only if they didn't know, and I'm assuming they didn't know. Well, they it, it appears that, according to Dee Forbes' statement today, many of the top-ranking people on the knew, board knew. and in the executive knew. Right? Should, well, okay, should they all be... Anybody who is aware of this deal, and this deal, whatever about it being illegal, was certainly immoral um, at that particular time. Any uh, executives or members of staff that knew about this deal or were part of this deal, should I say, should they all be gone? Well, well firstly, I would say, on one hand, yes, and then on the other hand, I'd say, what's the point? Because they'd be just replaced by people of the same ilk. That's what's wrong with this country. And remember, many years ago, the government sacked the entire RTE board because they interviewed Sean McStiffron, who was the, the chief of staff of the provisional IRA at the time. I think it was seven days, way back in the 70s. And they just overnight sacked the board, right? Now, what strikes me about this week particularly, and you've got to ask yourself, why is this getting such big coverage when it's a relatively, in the overall schemes of where we are in the world, it's a relatively minor matter. Two reports came out this week, Niall. One from the HSE into a nursing home. And people need to look at how RTE reported that. The rape of an elderly woman in a nursing home who wasn't believed. It was a shocking There's story. There's now an investigation where there is up to 20 other cases involving this same individual, right? And RTE reported that, calling him Mr. Z. Now, there is a court order which says the nursing home can't be identified, or, or the lady. And it's quite right that the woman is not identified. I fail to see why the nursing home is not identified, because if, if any of your listeners are considering their parents, for instance, going into a nursing home, you're entitled to know if there was a rapist at large in there. Now, this guy... Well, I'm, well I'm assuming the rapist is no longer at large in there. Well, well, hold on. He's no longer at large because he's doing 11 years. That's what I'm saying. So I, I think pointing out the name of the nursing home in that particular instance, I'm only, I'm only surmising was it narrows it down to who it actually might well, be. Well, well, and for their, on, for their anonymity, anonymity is a terrible word, I can't say it. For he's there for 15 years, right? It appears that numerous people made reports. Right. Okay, Malachi, I don't, I, I, I don't have time. I'm up, kind of put you off, but I don't have time to go into that because I have so many people who want to come on and talk about RT. But generally speaking, the point you're making is they're not prioritizing their stories. I just want to throw in the one other report that came out. The Tussler report. Um, the Tussler report, where young children in this care of the state are being taken out of uh, care homes and being abused and then being trafficked. And particularly in relation to one girl, a 15-year-old girl, who was put into care went to that care home and within an hour was abducted and taken away by a groom. I, I've, I've, see, I've seen this story in the Irish Times and I would like to think that Primetime are, are going to be on top of that story. Eventually that girl, for the benefit of your listeners, was found in a brothel a year later and then she was taken back. And, and as, I, as I said to you, I, the story was in the Irish Times. It was on the news very briefly, but I would like to think that a programme like Primetime, that would be their speciality and they will be looking into that well, story, I imagine. Okay. But, but, okay, but just very, very quickly, do you think Ryan Tuberty can go back to RTE? Uh, Ryan Tuberty will never work for RTE again 
The next, the, just the final point I want to make on those two reports. When the HSE and Tuesday were on about them across the media on, on, on the day that they came out, it was, oh, we didn't know what to do. We didn't have the legislation. You know, if this was the Catholic Church, bishops would be dragged across the coals. Now the Church has gone out of all these things and the problems are the same and we're dealing with it in the very same way as we did in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Okay. And in 20 years, people are going to be saying, what happened about this? Why did nobody do anything about it? And I'll tell you what, Maliki, I will give that particular story and those stories you're talking about, both of them, because I've read both of them, and I was, uh, I, I was uh, chatting to friends about them, but I will give them uh, an hour. They deserve time. I know you will. Yeah, they yeah. deserve time on their own. Uh, but, but hang on, let me just go as well to uh, Frank. Is it, sorry, Frank? Uh, Maliki believes that uh, Tubbs won't be back to RTE, Frank. I, he's not, Maliki is 100% right. He'll right. never again. And I, would, I wouldn't say just RTE. I'd say Irish Radio. He'll never present again. Do, do you, have you lost faith in him? Have Absolutely. you lost faith in RTE? Trust? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, for not just because of this, but this definitely nailed in the coffin because how could Tubbs be? I liked him. I like this interviewing style and, mm. and that. Yeah, he's good. But how could he ask a hard question? Mm-hmm. He I never, know. he never, because it, it forever it would be thrown in his face. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. You know, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? When you've when you've concealed something, my mother used to always say, and I said this the other day in the paper over the weekend, that there's no what's worse than a lie is saying nothing at all. And now you know it, you've long enough in the tooth now as well it always comes out of course it always comes out I mean it's just a simple thing with D Forbes gone now and I I don't think she's going to turn up any, any of the committees but I don't think it matters because I mean basically they're toothless anyway now as we've seen over the years mm-hmm. like I mean we get they kind of achieve one. very little in the end don't they we, we get a report in seven months time that yeah. we go to someone's desk and we get a and then yeah, it'll be sent off to some politician who'll go on the news and go, that's awful, and that'll be the last we'll hear of it. Here's time, we get yeah. a synopsis. But the man that's coming into a place, sir, uh, Backhurst, yeah. he was uh, acting DG of RTE in 2016. Well he, was, well, he was head of news. Now, to be fair to the man, he, he, was, he was head of news at the time, and he wasn't. There was a, What's his name? Curran was the, the DG at the time. Right. And, and he was... And you he know. left RTE when the job for the general uh, of RTE came up. He didn't get it. D Forbes got it. And because of that, he left and went to the, B- well, not to the BBC, wherever he's gone to now. He was in the BBC before that. So I don't think he would be aware of the deal. So I think that would be a bit unfair. I'm not sure now because he definitely was acting. Well, I'd like to see the timeline and maybe he could make a statement on that himself. But I doubt he was aware of it. When it all kicked off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, but but it would have been the end of that year, so I don't think he would have been aware of the deal. But if he is aware of the deal, he has a question to answer, and I'm sure he'll put out a statement in relation to that. If you think that only one or maybe two are aware of the deal, I'm sure this even goes back to other houses, not mm-hmm. just Danny mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot in Kildare Street would have known that these deals were, were being Do you think done. So? They, well, the politicians seem quite united on this one for a change. They are well, they all singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah, but look at today's politicians and see how many of them were there in whenever, 2017, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. 
it's a completely okay. different setup. Well, so, so, Frank, how are you going to protest over this? Are you, are you going to stop watching RTE? I doubt it. So what should happen? Well, I like it. I have to be, uh, be honest. It's mm. between Sky News and that. I, I'm more of a news and politics man anyway. Yeah. And I'd, I think they do fantastic coverage around the prime time. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. In fairness to them, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, Niall, a very simple thing. There's up to a couple of hundred thousand people who have no choice in the television license because they're pensioners, disability, they're just free. Yeah. But it's not free as such. That's coming out of the social welfare budget. Well, I mean, Ryan's few quid extra that he was getting was coming out of your pocket, Frank. It was, and it was coming out of the social welfare budget mm. at the end of the day. Well, yeah, they, they get topped up by the state, of course, yeah. Of course. What they get? They get a complete 160 completely free television license, and mm. oh, that's right, of course, yes, of course, yeah. You know, so I mean, it means RT were basically robbing. They were robbing everybody to pay that money. Yes, they you were. <laughs> they were. So that's what I'm saying. It leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth, Frank. I'm sorry. I'm kind of trying to rush two people here today because so many people want to talk about it. John, how are you doing? Me. You. How are you? Great, great, Neil. Thanks for having me on here. You're so welcome, John. So, John. Uh, so, um, yeah, your 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 researcher asked me if I have faith in RTE. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I can only quote the words of the gospel. I think it's St. Paul. I'm not sure, but it's a lovely phrase. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I listened as a child, and I believed the government-sponsored media outlet, RTE, as a child. Now I am a man, and I have put away through foolish things. And I listen to Ben Scallon of Grips.ie for Real Irish News, DemocracyNow.org for American News, and Al Jazeera, no less, to get a picture of what's going on in the perpetually war-torn Middle East. I hope you, listen. I hope you have me down on that list as well, John, by the way. I have, Neil. I didn't mention you out of modesty. <laughs> so, so, John, do you think people will lose trust? Do you think RT will handle this properly? Do you think you'll find out exactly what went on? Will you be happy with the results at the end of seven months when the Oireachtas eventually comes back, hands a piece of paper to the Minister for Communications, and she goes on the news that night and says, yeah, that's awful, and that'll be the last you'll hear of it? Well... Neil, I, I don't listen to it anymore. I, I, I had that guy Tuppity. Uh, I you, used to like. You don't I'm like old, him. I'm old now, and I'm. Um, I used to like what's his name, Gabor, and he oh, was yeah. a yeah, he was good, yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, but um, I just don't listen to Miriam O'Callaghan or or Neil Tuppity. I can't stand. When they come on, I make my wife. I either leave the room or she switches off the TV. Do, do you pay the television license? Yeah, we we're all pensioners. We get a free. Oh, no, you get a free anyway, right? Okay, so yes, it's no yeah. skin off your yeah. nose. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I don't listen to. I mean, it's Ireland's equivalent of of, of Joseph Goebbels' state-controlled media. Uh, so you don't you don't believe they echo your views or your opinions at all. Um, you believe it's kind of government-led? No, they don't reflect nobody's opinions. They're just... Uh, well, they reflect somebody's, I assume. ...for government propaganda. The ministers get a, a, a few queries to send to the government press office. 
They come in and they get a real soft interview. They're never asked any real questions. Nobody's allowed. Uh, I mean, that guy, Ben Scallon, now, uh, from Grip, is, is great. He's, oh, he he's, is. I've spoken to Ben on the show many times. Yeah, many times. Yeah, but he's allowed to get into these press things now. And, they hate and, 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 yeah, and rightly so, he should be allowed to get into the press. He's a member of the press, so he should be allowed in, of course. I know, but he asks questions they don't want to ask. That's the difference. That's why they're like the rabbit in the headlights when they see him. <laughs> John, well, thanks for that. Sorry, I have loads of people to get to. Thank you very much indeed for that, John. Let me just go to Angela. How are you doing, Angela? Angela. And, oh, sorry, there you are. Angela, how are you? Grand night, how are oh, you? I thought I lost you there for a second, but I didn't. No, you'd never lose. I just turned on more. I turned on Maureen instead. When I say I turned on oh Maureen, not God, in the biblical, not in the biblical sense of the word. So <laughs> <laughs> Maureen would be delighted either way. Yeah, of course, anyone would be. So, Angela, yeah. have you lost faith in RTE? She's staying very quiet, Maureen. There, I don't know what's wrong with her. Um, Can I give my honest, honest opinion? Yeah. And excuse my language, I don't give a continental shite. Mm-hmm. I actually don't because now you said you wouldn't I don't know I can't put my hand up and say I wouldn't there's a lot of people out there who would have done the exact same thing and a lot of people nah. stand there and say they wouldn't they no hold would. up well, hang on I, I take the money I'd happily take the money yeah. but yeah. if you're working I'm not talking about in the private uh, independent media industry but if you're working for the public sector it's taxpayers money and you're seeing yeah. your wages being published in the newspaper, and you go, I get more than that. You would draw attention to, you would say that to somebody, listen, you better correct that because the suit's going to come out and I'm going to get the blame for it. So you would want it corrected. Yeah, I know, but it's... Why, do you think it's never going to come out or something like that? Or I, That's nonsense. I don't know. I, I don't think whether, like, I don't know if, if he exactly knew, you know, well, of course he, of course knew, he knew. That. <laughs> of course How would you not knew. know you had an extra 75 grand in your account? Of course you knew. But you know what? I don't think this is going to affect him as much as a lot of people think it will. You know, um, I think it's a big mistake. Um, I, I think they're nearly doing what they did with Holly Willoughby be over. I think he should have been on the radio this morning. What, to, uh, to come out like Holly and go, hi, everybody, how are you? No. Are you okay? No. Come out, to come out and go, right, you know what? See, this is me. Have 15 minutes. There we go. 15 minutes in the morning. Let everyone call in. Let everyone have their say. Let everyone have their And move on, because they're going to move on from it. Steve Forbes is going to move on for it. Everyone is going. The RT is not going to collapse over this. And I'm laughing. I do have to laugh because it bloody annoys me that Maliki straight away brings in politics. Oh, his grandfather and father was being a foil. And well, well, it is, well, it is. It is. But hang on. With the greatest respect, Angela, what Maliki's saying, not about Ryan Tuberty per se, but about a lot of presenters in RTE, they got in because of who they know, not what they knew. What? And that's, still, and that's still happening today. RTE is like a club, and it always has been. I can tell you that from working in the media. But that's that's not just in the media. My father worked in a company for 30-odd years before he retired. 
I worked there, my sister worked there, my brother worked there. And that's all well, well, hang on, if that's a private company, nepotism is fine, go for it. But when you're working in a state broadcaster in civil service jobs, there should be no nepotism. It should be the best person for the job, not because my uncle works here. Yeah, but it's the same, let's say, so Lottie Ryan, does she not deserve to be there? Does she not deserve to be in the job? Personally speaking, no. I think she does, because no. she does the No, 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 hold on, hang on, with the greatest respect, I'm sure she's a lovely person, right? But there was yeah. an article in the paper there going back two years ago, when she was on radio, I don't even know whether she's still on radio, and I couldn't tell you, early in the mornings, and the article said, not a lot of listeners, because her figures were so low. Any other radio station in the private sector, if that happens, you'd be out the door. But not Lottie. No, she went on, and she's doing better now. Yeah, of course. But uh, by yeah, the way, fair play to her. I'm delighted for. I'm delighted for her. But that shouldn't be happening. That kind of nepotism does shouldn't be happening. Like what I'm saying is, this isn't a bitching session about anything. No, right? not at all. I'm not, I, all job, I'm doing is defending Maliki's position by saying RTE has been and will be probably for a long time like a little club of who you know. That's, that's, that's what Ireland is like now. Well, it shouldn't that be like is, that. It shouldn't be, but it is. That's what we live in. I I don't know why people are so shocked about this. Nothing in this country shocks me anymore. So what? Let's just move on. Nothing to see here. Well, what what, what are we meant to do? Well, a lot of people are saying he shouldn't come back on radio again. What do you think? You believe he should, of course. I think he should. Okay. Because what did he do wrong? What did he do Okay, wrong? Angela, where do I start? You know what I mean? From yeah. a moral... I, I'm not having a go at Ryan. As I said on numerous occasions, and it was in the paper over the weekend, they quoted me, I like Ryan. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I've met him a few times. He's really a lovely guy. He's the kind of guy you go out for a drink with on a Saturday night and you'd enjoy your night out because he's a pleasant person. And I'm sure there's not a yeah. bad bone in his body. But, and there sadly is a but, it's up to the general public whether they want to accept his apology because... He knew he was getting a top-up. When everybody else was yeah. getting a reduced payment in RTE, the staff yeah. he worked with, every single day that he looked in the eye and expected them to work hard, they all took a pay cut. While he didn't, he claims he did, but he got a top-up on his pay cut. So he signed another contract, obviously, to get an extra few quid, right? And it's hard to come back from that and walk back in, as Terry Prohens said earlier on, into the RTE canteen and sit with all those people you didn't tell that while they were struggling on a pay cut, that you were actually getting more money. That's hard. That's a bitter pill to swallow. And the same for the general public. When he went on the television during COVID, when everybody else was losing their jobs, and he he acknowledged that and said, you're all losing your jobs, you're being hit in the pockets, but we're all in this together. Clearly, Ryan wasn't in it together with the rest of us, financially for sure. Maybe emotionally he was, but financially he wasn't. We weren't all in it together. So people, people lose trust. That's the problem. They've lost trust. They but he's not the only one. I'm not saying he is at the moment but in RTE, as what, from what we know he is. Then why cast a stone at just him? I'm not. I, the story is about him. I'm not casting. I mean, if somebody else comes out tomorrow and they mention another presenter, which I won't name any other presenters at the moment, well, let's cast a stone at them too. But at the moment, it's just Ryan Turberty. Yeah. That's just the way it is. I know. The story. I just, like, as I said, I do feel you know, a level of sympathy for him, but he but he made a big boo boo. He should have been. He should have said it. 
You could have said he fucked up, like. Hey, yeah, but, but he did. He did. He did. He, he should did. have said it. Like he did. Like that's. The, I'm not taken from what was done. Now, what I am taking is, and I always think this is the great slow to shite. Like this is the only thing that annoys me is that Steve Forbes is like, okay, I'm resigning. Bye. That's the part that annoys well, me. Well, she doesn't care. She's gone in two weeks anyway. So what difference yeah. does it make if she resigns now? She's not going to lose well, a bean. Well, no, because I know she can't be sacked because technically there was nothing illegal done. But it seems to be like that all. Ryan Tuberty, you know, should well, back Well, we bin. don't know. From, well, certainly from Ryan Tuberty's point of view, absolutely there was nothing illegal done. But from indeed Forbes yeah. and the executives at RTE, it was mismanagement of money. Um, we don't know if everything was done was done legitimate. We'll find that out when the investigation happens and when they come before the Oireachtas. And only then we'll find out if it was all legitimate in the way it was handled. But we'll stay there because Maureen, how are you, Maureen? Sorry for... Uh, Maureen! Ah, oh, jeez. See, we did lose her. Hold on, I'll try and get her back here. Just see. Maureen, are you there? Can you hear me? She's gone. Gonzo. Uh, I think it's Neem. That's unusual for Maureen. Neem. Is it Neem? Am I correct in saying Neem that? Neem here. How are you? How, How are you doing, doing, Neem? Yeah, go ahead, Neem. Grand. Um, great, great debate going on there. I don't really agree with that woman at all. Um, he has to be <laughs> accountable for what he took. Simple as that. Um, like you said, everyone would know if if it was printed in the paper, you were getting 80,000 when you're only getting... Uh, you were getting 120,000 there'd be a difference you know yeah um, if there is an element of that but at this stage I don't think there's any credibility left in any fucking shape well, well you would imagine all. when he sees the published amount in the papers because it is published every single year in the papers and we all have a go at it we all talk about it you would imagine as a presenter he would have seen that he's not stupid he would have seen that and yeah, he would have went yeah, to management absolutely. and said listen you know, on public air, the public record, it says I'm only getting this amount of money. That, that That's not what I'm getting. I'm getting this too. You need to make sure that, that the public are aware of that. Because this is accountable. Yeah, it's yeah. taxpayers' money. So that should yeah, have been... And you'd imagine he would have said that. But he didn't. And he, by the way, he's apologised for not, for his role in not saying that. Well, that's fair enough. But, like, he decides to just resign and it's all swept under the counter, under the carpet, like... These guys went into the Oireachtas and lied. And this is our taxpayers' money. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't gone in. Well, they're going into the Oireachtas on Wednesday. Ago. Yeah, yeah. But how long ago was it Steve Forbes came to the government and said, we want an increase. We need money, yes. Yeah. And we need more money. Uh, there's people struggling to pay the TV licence, as it is. And they want more to give more out. But the thing that worries me the most was this barter account. Yes. Um, extremely, like, I've heard stories on uh, various things on WhatsApp over the last few days, but this is the tip of the iceberg that's been, there could be up to 5 million. 50 million. In barter. Accor- according million. to the Irish Independent and the whistleblower saying that it's up to 50 million. Mm-hmm. 50 million. Like, I'm sorry, but that needs a guard investigation. But well, that's, that's, that's if anything illegal took place, by the way. Yeah, well, bartering isn't exactly legal. Well, it is. You Contra know. deals are illegal, provided if it's of anything that may uh, include benefit in kind, the tax is paid on it. So uh, w- yeah. the way it'll work is, is that a company would say, you know, we will take so much advertising and in return for that advertising, we will get this for you. So that that's quite commonplace, yeah. by the way, in not just media, in many mm-hmm. different industries. 
Yeah, true, true. But it's I I just think now it doesn't the, avoid uh, tax. By the way, can I just point out it doesn't avoid tax because if, for example, you're a presenter and they say to you, "Listen, we can't afford to give you any money, but I'll tell you what, we'll give you a car," and in return, the car company says, "That's grand. You don't have to pay us for the car." we'll take 20 ad spots on the radio instead, right? That's how the deal is done, right? But mm-hmm. the presenter that gets the car should be paying tax on benefit and kind for having the car. So that's the way that works. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, uh, okay, leaving all that aside, because that's not what happened in that particular case. It wasn't a car, it was money. Um, do, you, do you believe that Ryan can come back after this? No. No. Honestly, I don't. Okay. How could he? You know, how, how can he come back after that? Realistically. All right, um, so you've, you've kind of lost faith in him now. I, I do, because like you said, he was looking at these very same people that were taking wage cuts, and he didn't get a wage cut, he was getting money in the well, back he, Well, he says he did, but he, and, but he did get an extra few quid, obviously, yeah. yeah. But, it, like, I wouldn't mind. He was way overpriced, as it was, or way, way overpaid as it was. Mm. Like, the, you have to look at the top brass. Like, no, you know yourself, you're in that industry quite some time. I've never been paid that amount of money. Significant <laughs> amounts of money to be paid to someone. I've never been paid close years. to that amount of money. But let me tell you something, Neiman, I'm being completely honest with you. If somebody said to me, you know, here's, you know, 450 or 500,000 or whatever it is, I'd gladly take it. Oh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why absolutely. You? But 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 if I was working in RTE, I would have to be honest about it. Obviously, you know, yeah, if it, it would have to be a public record, of course. Yeah, but that, see, that's the thing. It's it's the biggest the, the biggest hurdle I think for people to accept and take on this that this is taxpayer funded. Yes, it's not it's not like a private company. You know, it's no. taxpayer funded, and this and then they had the audacity and the cheek to come looking for more money. Let me just find. Well, hang on. Let me finally go to Maureen. We're going way over time. Maureen, sorry, I have you now. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you Good doing? Good afternoon. Angela oh, yeah. says, "Let's just move on. Nothing to see here." Kind of. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Um. No. He. Um. Look, if Tuberty himself, if he had any principles at all, he would actually resign himself. Do you, okay. think, do you think he should resign? But he loves I his do. job. He loves his job. Yeah, I don't care what he loves. Mm, okay. I couldn't care less what he loves. I haven't, I like, as I told you, you know that I have an RT in my house. It must be 10 years. I haven't paid a television license. I can't tell you the number of years I haven't paid a television license. But I stopped watching it the same way as I stopped buying newspapers. Because we have journalists in this country that are very sane. They're paid, if you ask me. There is no genuine, there is no news being reported in this country by RT or by even our newspapers. There's things going on around the world. They're not being covered on RT. So they're not showing anything I want to see. If there's a political debate when there's candidates running for election, it's the same ones on television, but there's no other candidate allowed on to debate. I mean, why should I, why when I'm paying a license for that? Why See, I'm, I'm getting a sense today of not just anger about this story, but anger about RTE in general and the way they yeah. handle politics, the way they handle COVID yeah. has come up a few times, the way they handle things in general. Now, it's, by the way, it's, it's not all bad, Maureen. You know, I, I, I agree with you in a sense that I, I believe their impartiality went out the window on certain issues. But I do believe they do produce some good television programs as well. Well, well I don't have it, so I can't comment on what te- television programs they're producing now. All I know is that they are doing the job that the gangsters in Leinster House are telling them to do. They're reporting on what they're telling them to do because you step outside that little club. 
you are no longer in the club. And all of us ain't in the club. It's shocking. And RT themselves should come out and apologise to the people of this country for the propaganda that they spewed out that would make Joseph Goebbels, if he could, he's looking down, or he's looking up, sorry, saying, geez, if I did television in the 1930s, look what I would have done. That's what they should be doing, apologising to the people of this country. And they're still not covering the stories that they need to be covering. Damage, people dead. Due to something that they now know is causing serious injury and death. They have made not one word of apology. They still carry on as if nothing had happened. And if I were RTE, if they had any principles at all, they'd say, we're going to stop broadcasting for now because we've got to get this mess sorted out because as we speak, there are skeletons falling out of the RTE closets they can't possibly put back in like they did do they, before. Do you think there's more skeletons to come out of the closet? Oh, without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Right, OK. Well, listen, Maureen, on that note, I'm going to have to wrap it, unfortunately. I've run out of time today. Richie says, by the way, on Twitter... I like the parish priest of old moralising uh, from the pulpit as he, uh, I think it's Pilfers, the collection box. The hypocritical Be Kind RTE Broadcasting Brigade has been browbeating the Irish public for years uh, while they had their greedy snouts buried deep in public feeding troughs. Uh, the Ghost of Gimlet says on Twitter, I'd lost trust in them a long time ago. Mike Savage says, lost, never had trust in RT in the first place. Tony Murray says, lost trust many years ago. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I think it's sad, but Tubbity needs to stay away from RT completely. We've now lost trust. Their person says, uh, this is not German- journalism, it's propaganda, according to Natalie on WhatsApp. Um, oh my God. So many people, by the way, texting. And can I just say, it's all very negative. All very negative. To people demanding or to, uh, Ryan Turbidy should pay back the money, says somebody on Facebook. Somebody else says D Forbes should be going before the Oireachtas Committee, whether she works with her or not. It doesn't matter. They should demand she goes before the Oireachtas Committee and answers questions. Well, I don't know whether she will or whether she won't. We'll find out, I'm sure, on Wednesday. Listen, don't forget, by the way, you can download today's show in a couple of hours' time. It'll be on our website, www.nileboyland.com. We do take down the feed. Don't forget, if you want to watch the whole show again, you can, by the way, by subscribing on our Twitter account. You can watch it live there or you can go to our website and subscribe there and you can watch the whole show. You can listen to it for free, by the way, on the website as well. Don't forget, go to the website, nodboiling.com and don't forget, every single day, you can watch and listen for free right here on Twitter and on Facebook as well. So please do support us if you want to watch it afterwards. Do support us and uh, watch it and pay. If you don't want to watch it, you can listen to it for free anyway on the website at nileboylan.com or indeed anywhere else as well. All the usual platforms. Until then, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. It's going to be one hell of a show tomorrow, by the way. We'll be talking to Michael Schellenberger about free speech again tomorrow. It's the last roll of the dice because, of course, the government goes in a summer recess. Will they manage to get that legislation through? It looks like a given. Michael Schellenberger has brought international attention to Ireland's hate speech laws and we will be talking to Michael again tomorrow for one last roll of that dice. Until then, join us again tomorrow at 12. Have a great day. The multi-award winning Nile Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 